welcome hello everyone welcome to the show thanks for joining us it's been a fun morning <laughs> you have a very weird description of fun my yeah friend. yeah um <laughs> hey real quick yeah. what mic does your mic say um three so okay three. great that's yeah, great you got the right did you turn the mic on i right did mic on? good i did oh, wonderful. Look at me yeah. go. i can hear myself in the headphones so i assume that meant it was i right. could hear you also but you know it's never hurts. it's better to check technology has not been our friend this morning <sighs> she's had her way she's, she's in us. a mood and that's okay yeah. you know what she can be in a mood that's okay work around it welcome to the show this is the show it's called it's our turn queers in cults um, do you like the little extra addition? I like it. My name is Aiden Ash, and my pronouns are they, them. And my name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, him, and they. There's. Yep. Thanks. Yes. Good. Thanks. Good job. You're doing wow. great. Yeah. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> we are a show. We talk about our experiences in um, toxic uh Relation, uh, relationships. Well, yeah, toxic religion, <laughs> tox, uh, cults, basically. We just talk about our experiences and what we've learned and our journey along the way, and we're so glad you're here. Yeah, I grew up Mormon. I grew up Pentecostal, so, and so I feel like I win. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is not a competition. Um, well, it depends on who's playing. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so so this is basically just our stories of yeah. healing and existence in. Mm-hmm where we started from and how where we're where we were where we're at where we're going yeah you know? yep and um what's our topic today what are we talking about today we oh boy we're it's all in for a damn treat it's a big one right? um uh-huh. internal thoughts and dialogue which i feel like isn't really i mean just acknowledging that that is is something that is a uh, um that's not a lot of that's not a commonly held belief that there's like inner dialogue that you can have inside it, of your head that you talk to yourself and that it's healthy and normal and not like you just mm-hmm. have multiple personalities, you know, like. Well, and also a lot of people um, like myself were never taught the concept that an internal dialogue or narrative can be decided for you like you can like it like an internal narrative an internal dialogue can be um kind of put into your mind not Mm -hmm. just like it's it's you know our thoughts are not always our own like that's a big lesson that i've learned our thoughts do not always belong to us yeah um what thoughts we are left with are not always determined by us. In fact, most of our thoughts that we are, you know, they talk if, if you look into childhood development, early childhood development, it's like I'm not wording this correctly and uh, but the they said something like 70% or something like 80% of your personality or like the fundamentals of your personality is decided by like age 5. Yeah. So like so so much of what we have to work with for the rest of our life is decided before we even can remember most yeah. of the things, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I I hold the belief that the like how we talk to ourselves and mm-hmm. what we what, yeah, just like what our what the structure of our internal dialogue comes from our upbringing. Like oh, it yeah. it comes from like the yeah, God, I'm not saying this very smooth no, at all. No, no, you're making sense. I get it. It comes like, yeah, gosh, man. 
I, I, I totally lost it. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. <laughs> We're, so it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those days, yeah, y'all. Those days. <laughs> Thanks for your patience and understanding. But learning how little... Learning how little control or how little, you know, we're really raised to think that as adults, we're very in control of our thoughts and we're very responsible for where they come from, mm-hmm. that our our worldview is something that we get to establish. And, and in, in, in some cases, that's true. You know, some kids are raised in environments where their parents are very um, open and allow the kids to develop their personalities, allow the kids to develop their feelings, their thoughts, their inclinations, all of these things. That's not the kind of environment I was raised in. Yeah. It was very much that this is how the world is. This is how you view the world. This is how the world views you. And this is how you're viewed by God. And this is how you should view God. And everything is in relation to that. And that was like just really hammered into me from day one and i think we've mentioned this before on the podcast mormons on rush mormons on mushrooms yeah they talk about how the the you know your upbringing your religious upbringing is the lens by which you view the whole world through yeah exactly yeah so mind-blowing for me to think of it in that concept yeah, like it's and and I feel like it it starts with like the little connections. Like if you do this then then it means that about you or that it means this about something or you know, and yeah. it's just like so it's like a computer like we're just being ugh, technology fucking technology. <laughs> it's like a computer where you're just like making the same connections over and over and over again it's like a formula yeah exactly it's it's just you're filling in the blanks of you know two plus this equals five you know two plus two equals blank like it's you don't have control over what your thought is you only have Mm -hmm. control over what blank you fill in yeah exactly and that i you know i describe it when people talk about i think we've we've mentioned on the podcast before about the um Everybody understands for many people understand the overarching concept of the effects, the negative effects on of toxic religion on queer people specifically, but in mm-hmm. general as well. Yeah. But it's the nuances and the little things, like you said, the little connections. And I always described it as, you know, the grass is green, the sky is blue, Jesus is Lord. You know, like yeah. that was, it, <laughs> it's that fundamental. Yeah. It's really that fundamental. People People can understand, you know, it, when when you're, you know, people understand the concept of, of religious teachings being like an education mm-hmm. where it's something that you have learned and someone taught to you and you view it alongside all these other things you know. Like you view it along, there's right, there's wrong, this is what's right, that's what's wrong, you know. Then there's also this education. Then there's also this, you know, it's not like that. No, it's very like one sided, one topic, one motive. And that's Jesus. (laughs) You view and to take it a step further, you're not educated about Jesus. You 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 view education through Jesus. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So it, it's not like something that is alongside you. It's that it you're everything. Every you, you're viewing everything from that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> when I think of like inner, when I think of inner dialogue, inner narrative. Of course, everything for me that comes up is very negative. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of, you know, the, the whole, the whole concept, you know, that Jesus is love, but yet all we heard was damnation. Yeah. Oh, you know what we also didn't do? We didn't do our trigger warnings. Oh, trigger yeah. warnings. Yeah, hey, y'all, we cover <laughs> a lot of, a lot of heavy and hard topics and... Yeah. Just make your mental health priority. Your mental health priority, yeah. We cover a lot of, a lot of difficult topics, including gaslighting, manipulation, assault, abuse. If those aren't things you want to you want to hear today. Then feel free to, to skip and join us another time. Yeah. Um, but, I I think a lot about the, the, you know the the teaching that you know Jesus is Lord, Jesus is love. I mean Jesus is love is what I meant to say, but yeah, all we heard about was was um damnation yeah here like what you're doing wrong was yes. focused on very yes. much and that you know there's we're always striving for heaven but running away from hell it was you know yeah and it was never you know my inner narrative was never i've got this great future ahead of me god is so good god is so fantastic jesus is so loving and caring it was always this is what's wrong with you and it's your responsibility to fix it yeah you know Yep. And that's not, that's a, that's a narrative that's really, really difficult to undo. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And it's, for me, it's interesting to see how, not only like how my inner narrative has changed, but like how I view my inner narrative mm -hmm. <laughs> has, yeah. has been changing. Um, and because it, it starts out very like, I am my thoughts very mm -hmm. like I am messed up, you know, just that like n no distancing from yourself. Yes. Those like ridiculous things that we don't know, like we could philosophize all day long about yeah. where the crazy thoughts that we get mm -hmm. come from. I yeah. mean, who the fuck knows? But that doesn't mean anything about you. What thoughts you have ultimately what, it matters is how you act on those thoughts yeah, or how those thoughts change your life, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and it's changed from being very closed off and like self deprecating into just being able to look at myself as like a file folder of so many little tiny things instead of like, and I don't, I don't know, just like different, different modes or different parts is what, is what they're yeah. called in IFS, internal yes. family services mm -hmm. therapy is. So, and not feeling like shit about having so many parts. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in realizing that you're made up of a lot of complicated emotions and feelings and things it's not as simple as we were taught you know it's mm -hmm. not as just like straightforward yeah um uh i think i think i said this i may have even said this last week about the when i learned that we're not responsible for our thoughts only on how we um 
what what we choose to do with them, mm-hmm. how we act, how yeah. we act on them or do not act on them. Was groundbreaking, was life changing for me because we were taught that we are responsible for our thoughts, all of our thoughts, and we had to control them because, and I think this was one of the most damaging inner narrative, inner narratives for me was that Jesus is always watching. Yeah, totally. And not even like, not that he was always watching, but that he was always judging. Yes. That every single thought you have, Jesus knew, and it was going on your tally of sin or not sin. Yep. And that is, it doesn't sound that severe, but it is absolutely terrifying and detrimental, especially to a child. Yeah. That you have absolutely no free will, no agency over yourself in any capacity. Yeah. Because someone is always there and always watching and you're always responsible. Yeah. So in Mormonism, one it's like I to me as a kid it was spun as the worst thing that you could possibly do. I don't know if it's actually taught that way or if that I just picked up on that, but it is very very bad if you have the thought at all that the church is untrue. Like if you're a member and you have the thought that it is untrue, you are basically moving down in the three levels of heaven. Like you're moving down a step just for having that thought. And I remember having that thought and just being like, well, I guess I'm, that's it. I guess I'm doomed. Yeah. Like the fleeting is thoughts. And at the, at the time I was still so deep in it that I, that wasn't my opinion. Like I, I was very much in the church still. And so being so righteous and having that thought and then just like coming to terms with or surrendering to this like reality that I, because I had this fleeting thought, I am now damned. Like, And then I remember once I was out of the church, having that thought and being like, fuck you. It's not even real. Exactly. The, the, I don't know. I don't know if we're just kind of like if I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. But like, it bears repeating. Is that like, is the the control the app like the only way? As a general principle in life, you should question everything. Everything question mm-hmm. everything. Anything that seems absolute, question it. Um, not, and when I say question it, a lot of people think like contradict it or or um or uh like rebel against it no i just wrong kind of yeah like i just mean question it like there's nothing certain in life everything is everything Mm -hmm. is up for debate up for discussion everything is everything everything you should question everything i mean that's whole the whole like i mean very diluted down but the whole principle of science you know is yeah is like yeah. always being open to new information always looking for new information once yes. you arrive to a point you have to keep researching that point till you find if there's any more information on it yeah and that is exactly what toxic religions don't want you to do 
because if you start asking, because they don't have answers for your questions. Yep. They don't have definitive ones. They've got responses. They've got redirections, but they don't have solid answers. Oh, and you're if so you, right. If you start asking questions, you'll start finding the holes in their theories, and then they can't control you. Yep. Which is what it's all about. Ah. Uh. And how problematic for them (laughs) once you learn that you cannot be so easily controlled. But you can be easily controlled if they get at you in the beginning and they get that and they start establishing that narrative from the very beginning. Why do you think toxic religions are so concerned about getting them while they're young? Yeah. How many times did we hear that growing up? Oh, make babies. Not just make babies. Like getting them while they're young, getting the 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 um, thought process, the philosophy of our religion into their brains before they could develop independent thoughts like that's not they weren't saying it that way. But that's what they were saying Hmm. was get them while they're young, like like get this get this ideology into them. While before they have independent thought, before they can think for themselves, before they can question, because if you don't, you'll lose them. That's what that was right. the the thing that was constantly like. If you don't get it into them now, you won't have a chance to. Which what they were actually saying is, if you don't brainwash them now, they'll actually have independent thought and be able to make decisions <laughs> for themselves. And we can't have that now, can we? Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. It's the easiest way to do it, yeah. you know, the 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 most profitable, yeah. I guess. It is. It really is. And then the, you know, then there's so there's the there's that aspect of of getting the brainwashing into them, you know, as early as possible, but also the the long-term ramifications of that kind of mm-hmm. of that kind of um brainwashing that kind of mind control is really um i had you know being complete like super open and personal here we talked about this on the way over i just had a um like a an appointment with a psychiatrist basically like a like a kind of like a psych eval yeah um which was something like evaluating where i'm at so that i could approach the proper care for what I need for my mental health. And um, one of the things that um, they said that was really powerful to me was that, I I mean, I ended up with like six or seven diagnoses of different mental health uh, disorders, challenges, symptoms. Yeah. And um, they said that they believe that most of my symptoms, behaviors, struggles, issues more than likely stemmed from my severe lack of self-worth. So we're talking PTSD, very severe um, symptoms of ADHD. The, 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 it, they, they think it's stemming from PTSD, but they think that but the, sim, the symptoms very similarly. Um, they're treated very similarly to ADHD. So, and uh, uh, like depression, anxiety, anxiety disorders, most of these things and most of the symptoms 
are stemming from my severe lack of self-worth. So when we talk about the long-term um, the long-term uh, ramifications, results of intense brainwashing and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, gaslighting. You know, we're not just talking about kids who go on a party phase when they come of age or queer people who, you know, have a, have a this phase or a that phase or, like, people who uh, are, are afraid to wear crop tops or, you know, yeah. or, like, or don't want don't to wear mascara or, or, you know, have to get a little bit of therapy. Yes, all of those. And all of those are very severe. We're talking about like incapacitating, life altering, sometimes life like, 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 um, defining, defining, kind of. thank you, yeah. life defining, future defining, um, mental health issues because you think that your religion is more important than anything else. Like we're not including ta- yourself, including, including your yourself. family, yeah. including your health, including I'd, the planet, <laughs> everything. Like I don't, I don't know how. I don't even think I have the proper education or capacity to, to, um, to communicate how severe and how intense the damage that that people are doing to their kids when they mm-hmm. do this kind of stuff. Like in my opinion, in my view, it's comparable to like, you know, to physical abuse, to, 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 it's comparable to abusing your child physically to get them to obey you. I mean, so ultimately what they're doing emotionally is they're like striking or like, yes, harming them mm-hmm. in some way in order to control some behavior. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. There are some people that believe that there is a great divide between the physical and the mental. I don't believe I that. I do not believe that. I think they're very much the same. They are the and, same. And while emotional abuse isn't, quote unquote, as bad as physical abuse, it it's it's not viewed as bad yeah it's it's manifestation like it's the damages that come from it are longer term they yeah. are maybe not longer term i don't know this these are very like comparative words yeah. i'm not trying to discount those that have experienced physical abuse also no. not acceptable period <laughs> no I, but I, like the yeah they're they're both just so incredibly damaging, yes. but one is just so much more unseen. I, that's yes. what I, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. I knew what you were saying. <laughs> Thank I you. understood you. I did. I I, I just had to ramble for a second. No, Thank no, you. no. You weren't rambling. I just wanted to make sure that you understood your point was being conveyed. Yeah. We didn't think that that as far as I, you know, I didn't. It didn't sound like you were saying one was worse than the other. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I, I like. We both obviously agree the fact that physical abuse is. Unacceptable, outrageous, Period. asinine, yeah. just disgusting, all of those things. As far as society views, views a lot of times mental, you know, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, um, mental, like mental health is not viewed as bad. It's like, oh, yeah, so they yell a little bit. So they make them go to church three times a week. So they tell them that Jesus is watching. So they use that as a fear tactic. Ah, oh, whatever. The kid will be fine. No. 
Physical <laughs> abuse is unacceptable. So is mental health and emotional abuse. Yep. They're both bad. They're both unacceptable. They're both horrible. Um, Period. Yes. No explanation needed. <laughs> and you think that you're not doing, you think that like, oh, well, at least I'm, and I heard this as a kid. I heard this as a kid when I would talk about how um, horrible my father was treating me. Um, I would hear, well, at least he's not hitting you. That's, I, I, I wish he would. I, I mean, I remember, <laughs> this is getting deep, people, so beware. But I remember thinking that because, like, like physical pain would eventually go away. I mean, I severely lacked the, um, the capacity to understand also the ramifications of physical abuse, you know? Yeah. But I just knew as a very emotional child that this seemed so much worse, you know? Well, I mean, okay. Super trigger warning, folks. Um, yeah. Self-harm trigger warning. Um, the desire to harm yourself or to have a physical harm come to you to alleviate the emotional harm that either mm -hmm. you are doing to yourself or you are experiencing at the hands of others like those lines are very fuzzy in yes. religion because one lights the fire for another yeah. but the desire to make it stop to a physical level is so real and so it's it might not have been like yeah you were a child you didn't understand the ramifications of getting physically abused by a family member but that desire for the, the manifestation of whatever you're experiencing to just stop stop yep is super real yeah and also also you think that you're not physically harming your child but you're emotionally damaging to the point they want to hurt themselves you're physically harming your child yep yep you are you are harming your child you are harming your <laughs> child <laughs> Say it again for the people yes. in the back. <laughs> you you think that you're you think that it's not doing anything? You think that like th this, you think that like forcing this ideology on them, removing their free will, telling them that they're that like that their only worth exists in someone they can't see or touch or feel, and that's some anyone that's not themselves, and you think that's going to improve their life? You think that you're doing them a favor? By saving them from eternal damnation but you're destroying their life now because you think it's gonna save it later I mean <sighs> okay I'm not trying to like defend these people but like for a lot of I don't know I've just like parenting is so freaking hard I cannot even imagine having to take care of another consciousness other than mine yeah. And especially if those people were themselves brainwashed and were mm -hmm. themselves like they authentically believe that shit. Like, yeah, they believe that they're doing the best that they are, that they can possibly do by their child. Yeah. Which is, it's not a getaway free card. That's not what that is. No, it's sad. It's, it's sad. It's also sad. It's, yes. it's hard. It's, it hard. It's like, it's like the unchecked ripples, you know, yeah. like, if you know yes like they're 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 not innocent by any means no it's that generational trauma yes yes unchecked trauma goes on to the next generation mm -hmm. always you know and 
it's, you know, this is a very, a very sensitive topic for me because of the amount of abuse I did suffer, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's hard for me. It's, it's admittedly difficult for me to see the other perspective because totally I have no, I have no space in my heart for abuse yeah. of anyone, much less a child. Oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. No. So it's really difficult. I'm, you're right though. Like they, the, and, and good point that's how deep the um, that's how deep the gaslighting the manipulation goes is that it's not that you think you're doing it's not like oh I know this is rough but I really like I know this I shouldn't be doing this but they tell me it's like it's no you think you're doing the best yeah you think you are yeah. being a good parent you think you yeah. are saving your child you think you are doing the right thing yes yes good segue thank you it's yeah. a, it's a, it's so not only like agreed upon but it is like i don't i guess brainwashing is the best word for it it's the brainwashing and thinking that you that this behavior is right yes it's that deep yes. it's and so it's like uh it's and so that makes the whole system just like how do you pinpoint an issue when the issue is like all of it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you really bring up a good, you really, really, really bring up a good point because my um, my father was very, very abusive, and um, I have no no love loss for him. My mom, on the other hand, was, and my grandparents also, one of the kindest, soft hardest, soft hearted beautiful people I've met, you know, like just would do anything for anyone. I, I have no doubt in my mind that my mom loved me. Never. In fact, I, I saw her actions of love on a regular basis because of not just her love for me, but her trying to counteract the negativity that was and the abuse that was happening from my father. So, you know, it was like trying to not just trying to love, but trying to make the good times even better so that they could, right. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And and she did a lot of things that by default are damaging. But I can see in her intention that it was because she thought it was the best for me. You know, when and that is it's very important to know. I'm glad you brought that up. It's very important to note that that is how powerful this this deception goes. Mm -hmm. Um uh because it can take the love of a parent and still control how they treat their child, which is oh. the most important thing to them. Wow. Yeah. And that's a, that is a very, very powerful force. That's gnarly. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Damn. And that's one of the things that I've wondered is like, how, how did not, you know, how did they not figure it out? How do parents not figure it out? How do, how do they how is how could it, they not know <laughs> yes how could they treat their children like this but yeah that's how powerful it goes they really do think that yeah you know they think that's the only option yeah they really do believe it and i think there's there's a uh, there's such a f a furry line um a furry line ooh um that's a segue that's a that's a that's a segue i wasn't prepared for oh, <laughs> um i lost my train of thought um <laughs> why did you get distracted by furry <laughs> <laughs> just how you took it and ran i think yep. what just um. 
Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to It's Our Turn, Queers in Cults. So we were talking, we've been talking about inner narrative, inner... Inner dialogue, dialogue. yeah. Yeah. And so that is also... Inner narrative, inner dialogue is also something that is not only um, a uh, result or a condition like that happens, it's also a tool that you can use at your own like it's a tool that you can train yourself to use yes you can, you can, it's it is changeable yes i feel like that is also not something that's that's very like spoken about of yeah. how much choice i don't know it's, it's fuzzy you have you do have the capacity to mm-hmm. change how your inner dialogue functions yes it is hard it's not an overnight thing. It's not just like, okay, then think about something else. Like that's no, not realistic. We are, but we are not we are not encouraging that actual narrative. Yes. That it's not that easy, but with purposeful work on and with yourself. And it is po- and with professionals. And with professionals. Yeah, I didn't yes. mean to interrupt, but I wanted to interject. But again, good point. With professionals. With professionals often. Yeah. often um with substances whether that be legal or not (laughs) um it is possible to change that to alter to all well yeah yeah i don't know here's what here's why i said that is that when i hear you can change that it was it's kind of like a little like uh like you should like Like you're like a negative like yeah like yeah like you could do that you need to change this you need to change that and it's not a it's just a like a a little like trigger uh, association. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there because mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you're trying to change anything, it's because it's bad, right? Well, and it's also <laughs> that whole again. My inner narrative is that I'm actually in control. I'm in control, while also responsible, and none. Uh, neither one of those things are often true. Yeah, we aren't in control or responsible for our inner narrative that was given to us. We're only like. Like you're not responsible for what happened to you, but you're responsible for what, what you do with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I have a I have a really big issue. I really hate those, and I've been seeing them so much recently. Those like, those like, okay, listen, everybody. No one's going to come along and save you. Your future is in your hands. You have the choice. If you want your life to be better, you can choose it. Do you want to make more money? You can do it. No one else is going to do it for you. I'm like. Listen, fuck you, Susan. No one's going to come along and save you from your bad bangs either, but no one's talking about that on Instagram. Like, I hate it so much because, no, we like, Uh, I want to preface this by saying that we don't always have the choice to change our situation. I commented on someone's post where they did that about exercising. It was specifically like, no one's going to take you to the gym. No one's going to blah, blah, blah. And I responded with like, hey, just a, I was very like, like a, hey, just wanted to give you another, like a, an ulterior perspective to this. Like not, you know? not directive. Yeah. Not like, don't say that. It was more yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. hey, like that's a cool perspective. How's, how about this one? Yeah. I said, I'm a chronically old person. I don't have control over my ability to go to the gym. I don't, I, that is something that's out of my capability. In fact, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't have control over that anymore. Yeah. I'm a chronically old yeah. person. That yeah. decision has been made for me, you know? And so that is a lot of times. So I don't, we don't, I don't want to reinforce a narrative, which is another little segue right here. 
one of the most, the powerful, I will call it dark magic because I don't know if I've said this before, my brain only works in musicals and magic. <laughs> one of the most powerful dark magics um, of that brainwashing, that gaslighting is, is how it attaches to healthy traits mm-hmm. and ruins them also. Yeah. So this, like, when you, like, how the gaslighting can attach to empowerment and convince you that you're not empowered or how the gaslighting, how that narrative can attach to healthy narratives and destroy those as well. So this, like, like you're responsible for what happened to you and only you can change it. Oh, you feel empowered. I have the power over this. Yeah, you have the power of it because it was your fault. And then loops right back into that. You're uh, responsible. You can change. Oh, I can change it? Yep, because it's your fault. Like, it just loops back into yeah, that. Yeah, like how it, totally. It's not, just, it's not just reconditioning. It's unconditioning. That's not a word. But you know what I'm saying. I feel like it is. <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> it's not just, like, changing your thought process. It's undoing one thought process and then taking out that, like, you know, it's like, it's it's removing the parasite from the body, taking the uh, the vital organs from the parasite, and then putting them back in the body so they can function differently. Yeah, it's a whole thing, you know. Yeah, I I had the visual yesterday. I feel like we were talking about this, where if you have trauma, if you have pre-existing uh, internal dialogue that is not yours and is not healthy, whatever you no longer or it you're like in the negative you're operating in the yes. negative with that yes. that extra little layer or whatever that you need to work with or you have to work with mm-hmm. and then so so let's say that at one point those hardships are not as hard for you then you're kind of in a neutral state well then to work on yourself and to like work on changing those internal dialogue systems that's like you're now expending energy yes that if you're operating in the negative which a lot of us are yes. because we don't have the resources or the tools to change this internal dialogue so it's like this like you were saying this like yeah. unending circle of yes. we need tools but we don't have time or energy to get those tools but we need those tools to get those energy <laughs> you know like yeah god I do. it's a very similar conversation to what i have with people able-bodied people talking about disabled people you know that whole like like and and, and when i'm talking about disabled i'm for me personally my yeah. personal experience yeah is a lot of unseen unseen disability unseen health issues um that like these able-bodied people who think they that you look exactly like them saying like well like you can do this you've got it it's, it's in your you know like i can work for eight hours and go to the gym afterwards you just got to commit to it and i'm like you're starting from a neutral point with full energy and going up. I'm starting from, like you were saying, I'm starting from a negative. Yeah. And it takes me about half as much or as much energy that it takes you to go up. It takes me to get up to neutral. Yeah. And anything above, I, I do, anything I do above neutral is, is I am now working in the negative again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. So Totally. So it's not as easy for everyone else. Yeah. It's not the same situation. No one is on the same level or playing field. And and no one, not at all. No one sees what you're dealing with and what you're going through. So success is only defined within your realm. That's it. 
it's all you, you, like success is only did you do better today than you did yesterday that's success did you yeah. doesn't matter what anybody else did it yeah. doesn't matter what you know and 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 to like yeah there there is no field like no. there are no levels no. it's all like we are simply points in our own trajectory in our own life path i mean we could go on visuals for days if we're in a forest on our own little paths or if we're i love metaphors (laughs) you know but like we are i I feel like the damage comes when we start comparing each other of like well mine's worse or mine's better or because of this and this that makes me better you know like it's so it's such a slippery slope that comparison game yeah, it's a slippery slope that's straight up and down. Yeah. <laughs> if it's you a slip damn... off it, you go down <laughs> yeah. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And speaking of comparing, we were raised in an environment to, th- that taught us to compare ourselves to God, to a, this all-powerful being that is perfect. And that's our comparison. Right. No wonder we're fucked up. Yeah. You can't I, ever compare. Yeah, I was, I was saying this this morning, too, where we are born into a physical body and therefore like starting out we are sinful yes because we have a physical element all physical is evil right yeah um it's it's sinful that's all. how it is yeah. that is how it is yes. um it's uh so it's like how can we even compare like we yeah. are failing before we even start Yep. Period. Period. Like there is no option of success here. By the time we have cognitive thought, by the time we are able to remember our own life, we're already doomed to hell. Yeah. Like we're already already like four laps behind everybody else trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We didn't even know we were racing. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And there's something that one of the things that I that really helped me to start changing my inner narrative ironically came from a pastor. So hmm. yeah, the good pastor. I'm guessing. Well, not the good pastor, but the the better church. So okay. there was good pastor, then bad pastor, and then once I left the church with bad pastor, I went to pretty good church. Okay, okay. <laughs> so there's a church in here in Eureka that I went to after, and I ended up not being able to go because it's too triggering to be in a, a religious environment, and 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 organized religion, at least Christian based organized religion, is not for me. It's just not, it's just not for me. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, it works for some people, not for me. But one of the pastors there, um, as she was teaching, I don't even remember when, but I just remember what she said. She said that if, um, if you sat on the couch for the rest of your life and did absolutely nothing, you would still be worthy of God's love. And that obviously you know, take out the God's love part, get rid of that, insert whatever you want. That actually really helped me to start to change my inner narrative that if I just did absolutely nothing for the rest of my life, I would still be worthy. I would still have worth. Yes. I would still be worthy of love. Yes. And that is a revolutionary thought process for me because everything we were taught was based on works and yeah do, yeah you know yeah i to to snowball onto this worthy quote yes. train mm-hmm. um shocker it's from mormons on mushrooms um <laughs> thanks shout out to shalice um 
She's awesome. Um, So her worthiness quote is, what makes me worthy? Nothing, because I already am. Yes, exactly. Like you sitting on the couch, just functioning how you can function makes you worthy, period. So when we're talking about changing your inner narrative, when we're talking about doing work, when we're talking about undoing trauma, undoing generational trauma, we are learning ourselves while also like trying to, you know, propel knowledge. (laughs) Any way we can. That it is not attached to your worth. When it comes to your worth, you actually are starting at a positive. So like starting to detach that, 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 um, narrative that inner narrative Mm -hmm. that your worth is attached to the work you do and the work that you have to do on your mental health or your physical health or your emotional health is attached to your worth and that if one improves the other will yeah um that's not true that's not true for everyone everyone across the board regardless of your situation you are inherently worthy and you have worth because you exist period and then any work that you want to do is to better your quality of life not to make you more appealing or more worthy or better you're not working to be better yeah you're working to be happier or healthier, healthier or have a better quality of life yes. That is what you're striving to be they're two separate things yeah completely separate things yeah i mean the prioritization of that is uh it's so different for everyone yes. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. For me, for me, it's a little bit easier to motivate myself to do work that I need to do on myself when I'm realizing that it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, as soon as I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to work out more. So I'll be more attractive. Mm. I don't want to do that because I'm not, I don't want to fucking spend energy to make myself more appealing to someone else. Yeah, fuck that. That's not what I'm that's Who not what I'm into. Who has the damn time? <laughs> but that constant inner narrative is that like we only exist yeah. to for the happiness of other people. Yeah. You know, that like God exists in this realm and we're working for him and by working for him we're trying to work for other people because we're trying to get other people to to believe in him so yeah. we only exist for other people. Yeah. And that's a that's a very damaging inner narrative. Yeah, I have, um, I mean, I, I feel like I, I alone could talk for like two hours about my internal dialogue journey. Um, but going back to like, we are, I am certainly working on this currently myself, but some tools and tips that I could give (laughs) y'all is, um, I I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've been working so hard to try and better my quality of life because it took so long for me to realize that I could change my internal, that I had the capacity and the authority to change my inner dialogue, but that that inner dialogue would then help to change me if that makes any sense like if i'm constantly telling myself that i'm a piece of shit Mm -hmm. any work that i do like physical and emotional anything that i make progress on is going to be discounted or not as 
not as valid as you won't be able to reap the benefits yeah as much yeah or it's it's so much harder to see because i'm still telling myself that i am a piece of shit yes so it's again that negative feedback loop and so this i started seeing a new therapist and that's been like more game changing than it like i've done so much quality work over this short like two sessions that I've had with this person and I've been like working harder not smarter and now I feel like I'm working smarter and not harder <laughs> so, yeah, yes, so like yeah. it's uh I, I, my head's kind of like still in the in the wave of like how much is both being unlocked in a good way and a bad way but also how easy it is to adopt the different perspectives because I've been fighting so hard for that as the default. When it's like you can you can bang your head against a textbook to try to get the information. Yeah. But until you have the tools to sit down and actually read that textbook. Mm-hmm. And understand that, it and understand it, it yeah. and absorb it and even take some notes on it. Like it's and that's where the professionals come in. Like I was trying to do all of this work alone. And I had a therapist, but it was just a talk therapist. Yeah. Um not get discounting talk therapists either. Um what is that? Is what is just it's just like verbal therapy. Like you just sit on a and you're just like you just talk about So what kind of therapy are what what's what are you referring to that in contrast? Because I don't. That's what I assume all therapy, most therapy is. Uh, so some so like my therapy session this last this last session was kind of like Whatever a you're guided. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was kind of like a guided meditation okay. almost. Okay. Um, and so it's just like I don't know if you've heard of EMDR. Yeah. Uh, I ha- What is it? Oh Christ. Um. I something about eye movement and yes i'll look it up keep talking yeah yeah so it's it's you're still talking through the issues that you are running into and dealing with and that's like a bulk of what we are doing and i guess Mm -hmm. i should specify like that's what i am doing with this particular therapist um but they specialize in um, internal family structures or systems. Okay. I really, I really should know that acronym too. Um, and so it's it's these different modes. Like there mm-hmm. is, it is very like talk heavy, but it's also different modalities similar to like hypnosis. Like it's still gotcha. a type of therapy, but mm-hmm. it's just a little different flavor of it. Um, EMDR, by the way, stands yeah. for eye movement. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Ooh, that's what EMDR means. Okay, cool. It's a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional stress um, that are well. That's a longer description than my phone. Well, but it just—I mean, just that goes into mm-hmm. how deeply physical these emotional and mental yeah. struggles go. Yes, like absolutely. they are—they are stored within the body, and I. And I knew that and I believed that, but this last session was just like, wow. Like yeah. I could not only tap into and feel where it was being stored in my body, but like acknowledging that and like, 
I don't even know. No, I don't know. So I had, an ex- <laughs> I had an experience yesterday where one of my friends is getting into, they're like actively starting to work more into spiritual healing. And, and I will be the first to admit I am very, very, very skeptical when it comes to that. Mostly because of my, um, it's, you know, triggers for, you know, like it's, it's like it's a, a very triggering for me because of my past because I just think of any kind of spiritual healing was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like dismissed. It wasn't real. The only spirit that was real was Jesus and everything else was the devil. And, and I also am very, I can't remember which side of the brain right side is right side, like more artistic and left side is more logical kind of thing. I thought right was more logical and left is artistic. Okay. Cause I know left is like the feminine side is of it? the body and also like more frowned upon like lefties are discouraged yeah, yeah left-handed people were discouraged because it's like the left hand is the what the side of Satan, the satan side of jesus i don't I fucking know. that one That's jesus christ one. Yeah. yeah yeah so left i'm, I'm pretty sure okay well, i could be wrong is, I whatever know one side's more like creative artistic and one side's more logical um you're doing great i appreciate that i loved it all just I loved cracking myself up over here. <laughs> so i tend to operate in the more logical rational side my brain's very much like if i can touch it if i can feel it if i can read it if i can see it hard facts hard facts that's That's all i want so this whole the idea that someone could call me and tap into my chakras and my energy and not only experience but do work was kind of like yeah sure whatever i'll give you 30 minutes i don't feel good i'm gonna go to bed you know like it was that kind of like Okay, whatever makes you feel better. Yeah. But it really was good. Like this like they called me and they were like, Okay, this is what I'm sensing and like they're like, Wow, you're really opening up to me and I'm like, I don't fucking have anything to hide. Like <laughs> whatever. I'm not pleased. Like just go yeah. in. You have full permission. Here's my password. You know, like and they really did like tap into a lot of stuff. They're like, I feel like this and I feel like this and I feel like this is how you feel and this is what's going on. And I'm feeling this energy. Like and I was like, oh fuck shit. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh and how it, cool. It was really cool. And um but that that having that like having the the how are you saying the energy, the emotional so connected to the physical, like they're yeah. like, they're um they're they, they really one really does affect the other. One really is there absolutely like we've said together that we've said before that like all parts of your all parts of you are interconnected Mm -hmm. there's not emotional physical and spiritual there's you yeah they're all intertwined completely they all they all play a role or they all are an element of your consciousness yes yeah and and how you can use one to access the other and yes you know you, you use the physical to access the spiritual use the spiritual to access the physical and how much trauma we carry in our bodies i really want to read the book I've got it like I'm waiting for it at the library. Um, the um, the body keeps score. Yes, it talks about how our bodies, how we carry our trauma with us, how uh, it rests in our body. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure where I was going with that, but it's a fact. It's real. It's I true. mean, that uh, that that seems to be maybe like the theme of this yeah. this episode is just how also external this dialogue manifests you know like the internal dialogue yes does is also external yes it is you know on one 
One of the things I learned, and I know that this isn't like a universal thing because I've heard it's it's different. It's, but there, like, I had a therapist tell me that you have more serotonin receptors in your gut, in your stomach, than you do in your brain. <gasps> so they were talking about what? how, yeah, they were the the point they were making is not that not that like food is more important than 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 they're they're a therapist, so obviously. Right. But they were saying that the point they were making is how much your diet does affect your mental state. Whoa. Yeah. So, which is also why we, why comfort food's the thing. Oh my God. You really are creating serotonin when you eat food. So, wow. So, and, and then also, I've got a lot of back issues and neck issues. And so, my therapist, my, uh, my chiropractor is fucking amazing. Um, Anna Neslock, if anybody needs a chiropractor, Anna Neslock at oh, um, yeah. Happy Healthy Chiropractic. Oh my God. Queer friendly, <sighs> fucking fantastic, best chiropractor I've ever had. And she um, is very knowledgeable about all aspects of the body, not just bones. I have been meaning to for literal weeks. Uh, okay, so yeah, so she went to um, them and then, then when I was in to see her, she was like, oh yeah, I also see Aiden, and I'm just like, oh. Humble is so fucking tiny. It's so tiny. God, it's so yeah. small. That's funny. I didn't know that you went to them. That's funny. Without without them. knowing yeah, without my recommendation, like yeah, without, like I wasn't the one that sent you there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. But it's, aren't they great? Aren't they yeah. fantastic? Yes. And I've learned so much about how the um, you know, like the. Because I was, I was actually last last time I went to see them, I said, "Man, I've been having so much extra anxiety that I don't really, I don't know what's going on." And um, she's like, well, yeah, because I mean, your ribs are like pressing on this and like yes. pressing my lungs. And, and but then also she's like, you know, your sympathetic nervous system is what causes anxiety. Like and then when you're when you're when your body's out of alignment, it presses on that sympathetic nervous system, which enhances your anxiety. It's so, that full circle. Yes. Baby. And then when you feel the anxiety, you know, one of the things I actually learned from Noel is that you have like, you know, we 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 have really we have difficult, intrusive thoughts and um, that, you know, we create scenarios in our head yeah. that we get anxious about. Yeah. And I always thought it was like we we worry about the scenarios and the situations and that causes anxiety. But actually with trauma, you you have anxiety and then your and then your brain runs through scenarios that your anxiety can connect to. Yeah. So so for me, I'm like, God, it's everything so connected. Your diet affects your 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 blood sugar, which affects your mood. You know, your yeah, your 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 whether or not your spine is in line can you know affects your sympathetic nervous system, which affects your anxiety. Your your anxiety creates scenarios like yeah, it's all it's all connected. It's, it's all, all connected. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all the same. And the point of that is that <laughs> everything you do to work and help yourself is working. It's all connected. You're go if you're if you're just going to the chiropractor, you're helping your anxiety, you're helping your yes. serotonin, you're helping your everything. If you're just working on your diet, you're helping your you're helping your brain, you're helping your yes. emotions, you're helping your blood sugar, you're helping your mood. You know, if you're just going to therapy, quote unquote just, you know, yeah. you're working on your mood, which is gonna help your your it's gonna help your gut. It's gonna help your nerves. It's gonna help everything. Like yeah. Everything that you do, it's not like, oh my God, now I've got 17 things I got to work on. No, the point of that is, is that every 
step you take towards being healthier is affecting everything. Yes. It's, it's not compartmentalized. It's not like, well, I just got an adjustment. No, you helped your sympathetic nervous system. You helped your, you know, you helped your, your stomach. You helped your everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's the ritual. It's the habit of those things. And it's the repetition of those things, too. Like, you can go to the chiropractor all you want, but it's that, like, routine like inten- I guess the intention is what I'm trying to totally. get into it of like yeah. you you don't necessarily have to have all of the intention but you're you're there you're getting the adjustment or you're having the therapy session it's like that intention yourself, yes. alone that calls so much more like you are asking the universe to help you yeah oh yes absolutely you know what and i mean they're, and they're responding and they're responding you know? and and it's yeah you know yeah. how you talk, they talk about one of the, the tools, which I would really, might be a great break to take a, might be a good time to take a break. Um, cause I, I Actually, really, we're right on time for a break. Perfect. Perfect. Because I would love to come back and talk about some tools. Yeah. Um, like, a spe- I have a specific tool that, yeah. that has helped with my inner narrative. But, you know, they talk about, a lot of times in therapy, they'll talk about building up any kind of thing, any kind of betterment. Yeah. Talk about building upon success. So you don't, like, you don't go from, from being in a really challenging state to like changing your diet, going to the gym, doing this out of your life and that and all that, at the same and, time. Yeah. It's like, it's, you build on small successes. Yep. You like baby steps. Get out Slow of bed. is fast. Yes. Really get out of bed. That's step one. Yeah. Take a shower. Step two. Like those are small successes. You do that every day for a week. Cool. You're doing great. You yes. Know? And then you like, now I'm going to, instead of eating this for breakfast, I'm going to eat that for breakfast instead of having, you know, like, like yeah. every teeny little, thing that you do is a success that's just going into your foundation that you can build on yes and that and that the the way to the way to change behavior is building on small successes yeah so you're not actually supposed to do everything all at once that's yeah. actually not um the way to be successful so give yourselves a break yeah one step at a time yeah let's give ourselves a damn break speaking of breaks speaking of breaks This is our section of the show where that we like to call deep dive, where we take we take a topic that we talked about during the show, or maybe um, a focus, yeah, for the show, or you know, tips or trick or something, and we like kind of. As it sounds, we're gonna deep dive on something, y'all. Here we go. So one of the things that I've learned, a trick that that um, I learned from a, a dear friend of mine, that has helped with changing my inner narrative. And it's just the concept of giving yourself permission, mm-hmm. which for me is a very difficult thing to do, to give myself permission to enjoy the day, yeah. give myself permission to get out of bed, give myself, yeah. for someone with chronic illness, it's kind of usually the opposite. It's give my permission, it's like myself permission to stay in bed when I don't feel yeah. good, give myself permission to stay home, to, yes. to, to not say no, the, to say no, yeah. to do the dishes tomorrow, to whatever. Um, mm. But it's also very... Help. It's also very beneficial to give yourself permission to give yourself a compliment, or to to acknowledge how beautiful you are, to to all it, it, all these self affirming things that. Um, and it sounds so simple to just like, oh, give yourself. I can do whatever I want, but you really don't. When you have that really harsh, um, controlling inner narrative, you don't feel like you have the right to do everything. So. 
the concept of giving myself permission, I think kind of goes really hand in hand with like the concept of reparenting. It's just something that I learned while reading up, going through a CPTSD book, Complex Post Traumatic Stress Disorder, um, which is what I've been diagnosed with going through a book about that. And it talks about reparenting, which is um, like teaching yourself and get, teaching yourself the, the the things, or giving yourself the love, the affirmation, the the um, validation that you should have got from your parent, yeah, your parents, but didn't. So you kind of like, yeah, you know, imagine them saying these things to you, or imagine these do, these doing things, or choosing a a representative, you know. Yeah, you are now the child and the parent yes. in this situation, and there are crucial things that we're supposed to learn from our parents, mm-hmm. um, and. And, and also, when I say parent, I'm not necessarily referring to a mom and dad, whoever the person was that raised you. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out. Families look all shapes and sizes. They don't have to look all the same. Nope. They don't all have to look different. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So the, the people that, that gave you the inner dialogue yes. structure that you have, yeah. those people, you now have to be the most enlightened version of those people yes. and yourself. In addition to being the receiver of that, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And one another thing, actually, that I learned a concept that I learned from Noelle Tucker, the, the one that Mother Tucker show. Yeah, I didn't learn it from the show. I learned it from the person who does the show. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I learned <laughs> it from them. Was the concept of re, um, well, uh, re, um, re? That's not the word I'm looking for. Restructuring, but like, so traumatic events that happened in your life that shouldn't have happened or happened or should have mm-hmm. happened a different way. Yeah. When you replay them in your mind, replay them as they should have happened, not as how they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great technique. And there's a very specific event in my life that happened that was very traumatic and kind of like a, um, like a... A catalyst. Yeah. It was very, it was a turning point very much yeah. for me with my father. And that was the, you know, she, she was telling me that like replaying that as it should have happened will really help to um, repave those neural pathways in your brain yeah. towards healing. And so, so giving yourself permission is something that often takes a very physical, like active, like a very, yeah. uh, act, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an, an uh, uh, active physical involvement. Yeah. And so writing yourself notes, sticky notes, using mm. sticky notes and putting them everywhere that you need to, like um, on your bathroom window when you're getting ready, give yourself permission to recognize your beauty or give yourself a compliment or you yeah. know, the, love your body or yeah. you know, the, putting sticky notes everywhere that you need to. Anytime you come up to something or anytime it's something that you view often like – I give myself permission to, you know, yeah, whatever it is that you, that you, that yeah. you're needing to alter that inner narrative. It really does make a difference. Yeah. You yeah. See these little reminders and these, yeah. Yeah. And yes, the reminders that, that what you need to hear or just anything that like breaks you out of the rut of what the internal dialogue yes. is happening that can interrupt the cycle. Yes. 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 It's um, very much a cycle that replays. It's a broken record that's yeah. playing in your head. And anything that can interrupt that yeah. can really start a new cycle. Yeah. Neuropathways run really deep. Um, and it's really hard. It's really hard to 
because there's a lot of like fake it till you make it kind of stuff, you know, but there's truth to that and I hate it. But there's tr there's some truth to it. It's not like the answer to your problems, but yeah. again, the repetition, like we have been receivers of the wrong repetition. Mm -hmm. Like the the same thing over and over and over that is toxic like it's harming and so now we have to counteract that with the repetition of love yes Ugh. um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so cliche what is this a hallmark movie it is cliche but it's true it like true. i i it's so true um and that's that kind of brings me to to my tips and tricks yes. of of how i've gotten to where i am um therapy number one of course um, absolutely is and with that good people um good people that understand how boundaries work and how necessary they are mm -hmm. um and making boundaries for myself has been a really hard thing um reading cards um like pulling cards and like I, tarot and oracle yeah decks. oracle decks yeah. are are my favorite um they it's it's just I, whether you believe in it or not, it is just a different perspective on on the world around us and how yeah. to understand it. Um, and how to access the the energy that's out there. Yeah, there's so much energy out there. You just have to understand how you play into it because that is how ultimately what is going on here is we are all swirling around in this existence with so many different consciousnesses yes and it's hard to know whose is whose at this point you know like we're mm -hmm. all so fuzzy and we're also unobservant by it's like structure it's been structured that we are not observant of our own yeah bodies and our own thoughts and our own mental health is where I'm getting with that. Like yep. we're not being vigilant on it because we've been told that's a waste of time or selfish or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but some, some phrases that I wrote <laughs> down that I told myself over and over and over again, and eventually started to believe at some point, mm -hmm. um, you are not your thoughts. That's such a big one. You are not your body or it's not your body's fault kind of giving a shout out to like self-harm and those that are trying to manifest the emotional hurt with the physical hurt like it's not your just, body's fault just. yeah I'm getting chills with that one <laughs> it's not your body's fault of what's happening to you right now you know um in this moment i am enough is also one that it's a newer edition that i'm still trying to get in there but yeah so yeah those are and I've I've wanted so much to do like to ultimately ba make sticky notes, but on painted rocks of oh, those beautiful. things. Um, and another thing that has helped me too is restructuring my value system because I value authenticity, I value honesty, I value love and like compassion. And so if I'm giving that to other people, how am I not able to give it to myself or how am I not able to prioritize or not even like prioritize, but just like get myself to quote unquote, the same level mm -hmm. of what people deserve. I also deserve unconditional love for myself. Like yeah. that's, uh, you know, like it's, um, yeah. 
It's the repetition. So yeah, those are my those are my tips and tricks. I think those are fantastic. I'm literally like getting like misty eyed at the whole it's not your body's fault. That was a powerful one. Oh. Really powerful. Yeah. And gosh, we can make a whole episode about that. We should write that okay. one down. Okay. Writing that down. Um the I also want to to kind of like add on to that. I talked earlier about the the psych evaluation that I got and um how I was told that most of my, a lot of my behaviors and symptoms and challenges are probably stemming from my severe lack of self-worth. And my response to that, and and my own response and my thought while I was thinking Mm -hmm. about it was, I don't know how to change that. And I don't mean as in like a, that's, that's out of my capabilities. That's, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't, that those are all true. But also like, just as much as if, if my car broke down tomorrow, I was never taught how to fix a car. Yeah. You know, I was never yeah. taught how to, how to, like, I was never taught how to do that. It's but not... you certainly need it to get anywhere yeah. in this society. And, <laughs> and, and that's so, it's, it's very much similar. I was like, oh, okay, I now understand the problem. I do not, I am not equipped to deal with this. I need to go find someone, a therapist, who can give me who knows how to deal with this, who has been trained and can teach me how to deal with this. Yeah, so, yeah. So not knowing is a valid state to be in. Yes. That is, that, is, that, that is why we have tarot cards, oracle cards, therapists, psychiatrists, life coaches, books, you know, meditations, everything. That's why those exist. Yeah. Because we are not especially if you are coming from a if you have trauma if you're coming especially if you're coming from a toxic religious environment yeah you are were certainly not given the tools and tricks to deal with what the life that they were preparing for you yeah they certainly set you up for failure and then threw you out into this violent world with nothing with nothing and that and that that's my experience yeah 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 and so um so like it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to not be equipped, but hopefully. And sorry, I super interrupted you. Um, and to be perfectly honest, like it is not, it is a combination of everything. You have to be self-driven. You have to be, and uh, okay, I'm making it sound like buck up kids, but that's not like it, it will take reparenting yourself. It will take getting help from both like professionals and non-professionals like you need to surround yourself with good people that are in line with your values that have a similar perspective on mental health and how important it is because without those if what's the point of you trying to reparent anything if you are still going to be getting those same messages you know like no i totally (laughs) i absolutely agree and i just something i want to like check ourselves i want to like like check us right now we're saying we're getting right to the end of the podcast but i think that language is really important yes and i've just noticed that we've been saying a lot of things like you need you should you yeah you need to you can and i really think that it's important that we understand that you deserve to have good people in your life. Yes. You are worthy of yes. having a therapist. You deserve, you are, like, you You deserve to have help. You deserve to be helped. You deserve to have all of these things in your life. It is not a you need 
it's up to you it's all your fault yeah it's all your choice it's you should have had you. this already only you can change it you're in charge of your destiny that's all bullshit yeah we live in a society we live in a world that it's a lot of people and it takes a lot of people and um you you don't need help you deserve it Yes. You don't, uh, you that's don't so need awesome. people in your life. You deserve good people in your life. Yes. So I want to leave with that kind of like that kind of mentality that and yeah. check our language so that we can from from this point on, we can check our language and make sure that we're like that we're like promoting that philosophy that it's yeah, that you deserve it because you're worthy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. Yeah. That's. Yep. That's that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Keep no, I. You know, it's fine. Um, so we, and also, I do want to know what card you pulled. Yeah, we are out of time <laughs> as far as the podcast goes. We got to wrap up here, but we like to leave you with a tarot. Whew, that's so right. Sorry, let's <laughs> turn okay. the light on. Um, we, we always want to leave you with a tarot card reading. We want to pull a card for each, so just something fun that we like to do. And I pulled the Five of Swords. Um, and this could be a time of betrayal, misfortune, and loss. Stand up for yourself in a dispute. Oh, wow. It's kind of the, just the super basic meaning of that. And I think that goes along with right, right along with what we're saying is a lot of what we realize during this process is and absolutely does feel like betrayal and feels like loss. And yeah. feels like, and, 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 and a lot of times we realize that's exactly what it is. And um, you, you have the right and you deserve to stand up for yourself in a dispute. Yes, you do. And yeah, it's hard, but you do. You do deserve it. You. you do deserve it. Yeah. You deserve that. Yeah. Yes. And you don't have to do anything to deserve it. You already do. Yes. Preach. Well, this was lovely. As usual. I know. I just enjoyed this time with you. Yeah. So thank you for, thank, thank you all for listening and letting yeah. us. Thanks for being here. Um, uh, we have an Instagram. We have yes, an we email. And the podcast. God, I can't believe I forgot about it. So I have, um, we, the podcast is up on, um, you can download the Podbean app on your phone. You can go to podbean.com, log in, and you can listen to us. Just search us. It's our turn. Queers in cults. You can listen to the first episode. That I'm having a little bit of technical issues. If yeah, you, she's having her way with surprise, us. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> if you you can look up the podcast and it's just fine and on our homepage it says it, but in when you listen to the episode, this this in our profile, the word queers is not there. Everything still works. So I'm just I'm just if it looks weird and you're like, oh, is this the pod? It is. <laughs> um, and then I've I've submitted to Google and Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be approved. So it just takes oh a couple God, days for them so to exciting. approve it. And so in a couple of days, we should be able to, they, our podcast should be up on all those sites as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're there. Oh so you can God. listen to our first episode where our first episode is your story. Oh God. Yeah. So if you want to go to podbean.com or download the app, um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's our okay. turn pod. It's at it's our turn pod. And you can email us if you have questions, comments, um, you want to be involved or yeah, contribute in any way, story. it's ourturnpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. Please share your story. Thanks we, for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you all. Goodbye. Yeah.